The bishops are saying what we have all been saying for some time now, that the church is in for a radical change. Now, they think that they can change what the church is, but in reality, those of us who understand the Fatima message, who understand spiritual warfare, and understand the crisis in the church for what it truly is, we know that they will not change the church. They'll institute the ape of the church, that false edifice that is the universal church of human brotherhood, and they'll call it the Catholic Church. Any way you slice it, they are promising to do just that, and they'll accomplish it with synodality. I have for you today a bishop promising radical changes in the church, and an example from half a world of way from that bishop of what that change will look like. So brace yourselves, because we have some incredible things to go over today. First, though, I wanted to thank my channel patrons for supporting the work of this channel, whether it's through that join button below or on Patreon, subscribe store, or what have you, their support has been essential and a real blessing. But I wanted to mention really quickly here that you can follow Return to Tradition on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or other big podcasting audio-only services as a good backup to this place, as well as following me on Twitter, Gab, Facebook, and the usual other places. Thanks to the patrons again, and if you want to join them in supporting this work, or if you want to find me on those other social media places, there are options in the description box below. Now on to the promised radical changes in the church. And for these kinds of stories, I like to use the outlets of the modernists so that no one can claim I'm taping, taking what they're saying out of context. What you're about to hear is what the modernists want to communicate to the faithful. So with that in mind, our headline comes from the National Catholic Reporter. Dublin Archbishop, radical changes coming in the church. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But they mean more radical changes coming since Laudato Si, Amoris Laetitia, Fratelli Tutti, and Traditionis Custodis represent massive and radical change already imposed illegitimately on the church. The archbishop is talking about the Synod of Synods, where at this point in the process, various dioceses and parishes around the world are holding their own synodal meetings with the laity, getting your input for how to radically change the church. When anybody shows up, by the way, because we're getting a lot of reports and no one's showing up to these things, which is just classic. But this process isn't Catholic in the slightest, and that's the point, since this whole scheme was cooked up a couple of decades ago by the now late Cardinal Martini, who was the master of the St. Gallen Club. But the Synod will now be used to radically alter the Church. From the article, quote, After a year at the head of the Archdiocese of Dublin, Archbishop Dermot Farrell said, Radical change is coming in the Church which will see a renewal of energy and new forms of ministry, with a powerful commitment from clergy and lay faithful across the full range of the life and ministry of parish communities, we are going to experience a renewal of energy and the adoption of new forms of outreach and ministry, the 67-year-old archbishop told Catholic News Service. He also said he believes changes already happening in the church's structures all over the Western world. Pope Francis is offering us a way of being church, the synodal pathway of walking together more closely and being a church that is hope-filled, despite many challenges. The leader of the largest Irish diocese with more than one million Catholics and 207 parishes invited the faithful to walk this journey together with me and walk it with hope, a hope that frees us to undertake radical change, a hope that inspires us to be ambitious, and a hope encourages us to be brave. End quote. If you're hearing this in Ireland, let me know if you're in his diocese and if you've gone to any of these meetings and if anybody's actually showing up. I'd, I'd be, I'm very curious. Be brave, as Francis said a few m months ago, and he meant this in the context of do not cling to the rigid certainties we have, which he also said, which can only mean the rigid certainties of the faith. 
Certain things certainly need to change in the church. We need a restoration of the faith as it was always taught, a restoration of the liturgy, a refocus on the sacraments, bringing back so-called negative theology into the church, all of it. We need the Catholic faith back, not this sad group-hug kumbaya mockery that has put the institutions of the church at the service of the world. But that's what we have now, and the change that is promised is more of that, not less. Quote, in November, the Archdiocese published its Building Hope Task Force Report, a strategic plan for pastoral renewal and major challenges such as a collapse in revenue and priest numbers. As a diocese, we need to take stock of how well we are prepared to serve the mission of the church, the Archbishop said. Of course, we confront immense challenges. Certain forms of church life may be dying out. Once we accept this, it does not mean resignation or powerlessness, but new responsibilities for the mission— he stressed that there is no prepackaged plan to address the reality in which we find ourselves. We are not helpless in the face of the future, Archbishop Farrell said. The changes that will occur we will do together as a diocese. Our parish structures need to be fit for purpose into the future. Renewal needs to be rooted in reflection, prayer, and conversion, if it is to inspire and support a living faith. He described his first year as Archbishop as a hope-filled time because of the Archdiocese's renewal journey, Pope Francis's announcement of the Synodal Way, and because we believe that our church is already being changed according to the plan of God. We need to open up a new chapter in the history of Catholic Church in Ireland. Change is never easy, and there will be conflicts, disagreements, and tensions. These matters will not be resolved by argument or weight of numbers." End quote. He doesn't go into the changes we can expect, but I have one of them for you here. Mesa in Latino, an Italian outlet, reports that a priest is trying out a new creed for the church. I get a load of this thing. From that article, we get this summary. Quote, One day, the late Cardinal Tomas Spidlik, uh, who lived from 1919 to 2010, said, The reason why the church has placed the creed after the homily is to invite us to believe despite what we have heard. Thus also the Missal, in its premises, affirms that with the creed. The faithful express their only faith in the Holy Trinity, and more precisely, the simpler profession of faith as it has as its purpose that all the people gathered respond to the word of God, proclaimed in the reading of sacred scripture, and explained in the homily. And so that by reciting the rule of faith with a formula approved for liturgical use, he may return to meditate and profess the great mysteries of the faith before their celebration in the Eucharist. And that's from the general instruction of the Roman Missal. These not entirely insignificant details must therefore have escaped Don Ancili Albani Rochetti, born in 1943, for 13 years provost of Calusco in Bergamo, and now pastoral collaborator in the parish of San Giovanni Battista in Soto il Monte, native land of St. Giovanni XXIII, the Pope, who, among other things, in 1962 promulgated the Editio Typica of the Missale Romanum, which is so disliked by the current liturgical course. As you can see in the video posted on the Facebook page, which I'll have for you here in a second, of the Sanctuary of Soto il Monte, he and the Holy Mass celebrated at 10 a.m. On Sunday, on Sunday, January 2nd, in the parish church and sanctuary of St. John Baptista, at the end of the sudden homily, Supported by stadium choirs of the faithful, apparently accustomed to this liturgical practice, a personal profession of faith of his. We do not know if Pope Francis with the Apostolic Letter, Traditionis Custodis, and the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, with the response ad dubia, then meant this with the expression, the liturgical books promulgated by Holy Pontiffs Paul VI and John Paul II, in accordance with the decrees of the Second Vatican Council, are the only expression of Lex Rondi of the Roman Rite. But if these are the fruits, we stick to the Massali Romanum of St. John XXIII. Remember all of that as you're about to hear this, because 
what you're allowed to see, what you're about to see or hear if you're hearing this on, on a podcast website, this is what's allowed in the church, but not the mass that gave the saints like, the graces they needed to be saints for 1,500 years of our history. Also, bear in mind that the translation of this creed also includes an actual course of cheering for parishioners. And that's a big yikes for me on that. And I'll have that translation for you in a moment. But here it is for you to see, so you know I'm not just making this up. My apologies in advance. In piedi. Manifestiamo la nostra fede. Il Signore ci ha creato, ci ha messo in vita come dono della sua grazia. In pip. Il Signore ha mandato suo figlio per salvarci perché eravamo incapaci di camminare bene nella nostra vita. E pip! Il Signore ha mandato il suo spirito perché vivifichi la nostra vita e la renda gioiosa davanti agli altri. E pip! Yes, that was in Italian, which is why I have it as a relatively short clip. It's actually much longer than what I showed you here. Plus, I think inflicting that much bad treatment on you and that much cringe-inducing error should be limited to only a couple of times a year, and it's only January. But for those who want to know what he said, here's the translation. I got this through Google Translate, but it's accurate. So the sacristan says, We manifest our faith. The Lord created us. He brought us to life as a gift of grace. And the response is, and then he says, actually, hip hip, with the response of hooray. I'm, I'm not making that up. Hip hip hooray. And then the priest says, the Lord sent his son to save us because we were unable to walk well in our life. Hip hip, with the response, hooray. The Lord has sent his spirit to enliven our life and make it joyful in front of others. Hip hip, with the response, hooray. The priest says, the Lord promised us eternal life, resurrection, heaven. Hip hip, and the response is hooray. And then the priest says, God, how good you are, how long you follow our path, how difficult in living and we do not notice. We do as those people who came among his own, but his own did not accept him. We hear with our ears, but our heart is far from you. Sorry, O oh Lord. Hip, hip. Hooray. And then he says, let us join together now in the prayers of the faithful, invoking his help. That's the end of his weird creed. I, I don't know what we manifest our faith means precisely, but I know that it's a reflection of the error of vital imminence, which is the foundational idea in modernism that says that all faith is a personal experience that we learn from the manifestation of each other's and of other person's lived personal faith experience, and that the church and the faith must take each person's relative experiences into account in the pursuit of truth. That priest is certainly expressing it by leading his flock into perdition with that so-called creed, and it's actually at the core of why the traditionalist movement is targeted so much by the modernists. It's because the Catholic faith doesn't believe in such relativistic ideas. But instead of embasting that priest, I'm going to ask that you do something hard. Pray for him. Pray for his interior conversion. Pray for me as well. Especially if you don't like me. If you're the, one of the people who every video I do, you give a thumbs down to, please at least pray for me, okay? We all need to be better in these times. We all need to be saints. And we all need prayers for our interior conversion. It's so easy to point the finger at the error of others with nothing constructive to say on anything. So pray for him. And don't bother him if you're watching this in Italy. That's not going to help. Just pray for him. But I showed you that clip for a reason. That is the sort of sentimental modernist nonsense that is okay in the Church of the New Advent. Francis Roach Supich and the rest are okay with it. 
but just try to present something in a parish that our forebears would have recognized as Catholic and see how far you get. It's not going to be pretty. But the question is this. How far will the modernists take it? Most of us aren't that surprised by that hip-hip-hooray Francis Creed, especially if you're older and lived through literal John Denver masses of the 1970s. It's just old errors coming back up, but just especially cringy versions of them. But this time they're tolerated while faithful Catholics are not. How far will they go before they are either stopped or put in their place? Your guess is as good as mine. But let me know in the comments what you thought about this. And again, thanks to the patrons of their channel of this channel for their support. It is appreciated. And if you want to follow me on social media anywhere, you'll find the options for that in the box below. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.